0: Welcome to the Sussex Studentpreneur Series, the podcast that shines a spotlight on the inspiring world of startups founded by students at the University of Sussex. In each episode, we'll embark on a journey of innovation and resilience as we delve into the captivating stories behind student-founded businesses. We'll explore the triumphs, challenges, and lessons learned, providing invaluable insights for aspiring young entrepreneurs who dare to dream big. And a deep dive that will help investors fully grasp the potential of these startups. In this episode, we are joined by Damilola, who is going to introduce us to his startup and also tell us a bit about himself. Hi, Damilola, how are you doing?
1: Hi, I'm fine. Nice Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for being here. Would you like to share a bit about your background with the audience?
1: Okay, so I am currently a master's student studying entrepreneurship and innovation here at the University of Sussex. And I have a background studying agriculture and I have a first master's in animal science. Wow. I actually then moved to lecturing for a year and then afterwards... I moved to an agricultural company where um, we actually um, slaughter birds, um, 15,000 in a day, and then make them into sausages, um, we take the eggs and all of that. And then from there, I had to move into finance. I moved into the bank. I worked in the bank for a while. If I moved down here to the United Kingdom for my master's,
0: Wow, interesting. Where are you from then?
1: I'm from Nigeria.
0: Nice. That sounds very interesting. And what are you working on at the minute? What's the startup that you're building? Uh,
1: oh, So the startup I'm building is called Farm Heroes, and um, it's targeted to um, um, control the food insecurity. Oh, so my big career objective in life has always been to solve the problem of food insecurity in sub-Saharan Africa using agriculture, finance, and technology. So Farm Hero is a startup here in the UK um, because I noticed that there are similar problems when it comes to food waste in sub-Saharan Africa and here in the UK. However, the factors that contribute to the food waste might be different, but then it's a global challenge. So um, Farm Hero is targeted to solve that problem and then replicate such a solution in sub-Saharan Africa as well.
0: Interesting. And how does um, Farm Heroes solve the issue? How does the business work?
1: Okay, so um, from statistics, it was discovered that um majority of the waste here in the UK is um, due to um, excesses, it's due to optical agreements where farmers do not have a market for um, goods that do not meet up to supplier standards. And then these things are wasted for um for s- and f- landfills and then we all know the global challenge we have which is climate change so the intention of family roads is to take these excesses and then find alternative markets for this um a lot of people no, uh, yeah uk is pretty rich when but then we still have a lot of people who are starving who do not have food to uh, we have the food banks that need those goods. And we also have small businesses. Um, Small businesses, we know the cost of living inflation has also affected um, a lot of people. Now, um, if they can have access to these good um, food waste, but then at a subsidized rate, it also helps their business to thrive. So that's the concept here in the UK. Now, when you talk about um, the Sub-Saharan African context, um, some of the factors, could include um, access to market so some of the farmers do not have access to market so they end up producing and then do not have a market to buy then it goes to waste not that there is no need there is a need but then information circulation so a platform that can connect the farm to the market and in the alter, ultimate goal is the ultimate goal yeah
0: yeah I see that. So Farm Heroes acts as a marketplace to connect the farmers and the markets, right? Amazing. How does the financial model of the business work? Would the marketplace then receive a fee from both parties or how would that work?
1: So at the moment, I and my team members, um, because um, the the team is also made up of um, three other Africans. Um, One is a South African. He's got experience in finance. And then um, he's also been a farmer, like he farms um, sunflower and then he understands the intricacy of the market. So it's still something we want to discuss because um, he is so keen on the triple bottom line, especially when you call yourself a sustainable business. You need to also make money. You can't always depend on um, support and funding. So for now, the model is basically just a, um, a fee model, like a commission based model basically, where um, the commissions on transactions between parties on the marketplace is taken. And then there will be some subscription models as well. But then we would also look towards um, how the model would be because um, ultimate goal also is also, also to support those who do not have access to food, like the food banks, like charity and donations. So, how do you um, ensure that that um, revenue model is, can sustain itself over time? Because a lot of social enterprises um, end up dying because they're not able to generate income. That will continue. And it's sad to know that um, one of the social enterprises, um, I saw an Instagram video, um, real, food, um, real junk food projects. Mm-hmm. They're about to fold up.
0: Yeah, it is. It is a common issue with social enterprises, isn't it? That yeah. they they must build that viable financial model mm-hmm. as well, apart from obviously generating that sustainability and that social impact mm-hmm. as well. That sounds really interesting, and it sounds like you've been building Farm Heroes uh, very intentionally. And I wanted to ask you what type of challenges have you encountered in your journey, but also what have been some of the highlights of building this business?
1: Mm, Okay, so the highlights of building, I I think one of the things that I can call highlights of building this um, story is my stories and encounters um, over the past few years. So my first um, encounter was um, when a Zimbabwe farmer came to my country and needed to go back to his country because he couldn't access finance um, from the bank after he spent millions of dollars trying to do an irrigation project. And then um, he had to go back to Zimbabwe because the bank wasn't ready to give him an interest-free loan for just four months. That was what he needed because, um, you know, agriculture takes a while to um, bring the produce. And then um, the bank said, no, that they can't give him an interest-free loan. And then he had to pack up. And then I'm like... We're talking about food insecurity. Agriculture is one of the main things that can actually um, bring about the fruition. And then the next thing was a farmer. Um, I was in a training and then someone said, noted how he, uh, I use the word exploited a farmer. He was saying it without any, he was saying it like some opportunity, like there are opportunities, there are places where you could get food from cheap and then go to some other place and sell it off. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, that's exploitation. But then in the real sense, that's how the world is, the business world is. The business world is looking out for a way to exploit. And then the real people making the produce are suffering. And then, so it it comes from that journey of trying to ensure there's fairness, there's uh, reward for your labor in, in that sense. And then, we have a problem whereby a lot of people drop agriculture in the long run and then pursue, we call them white collar jobs. And then when everyone's left um, farming, who does the farming? How do we talk around food insecurity? But if there's a gain for farmers, and it's also a problem here in the UK where farmers are complaining about labor costs, complaining after the Brexit, and then the farmers also have challenges in agriculture. Now, one of the challenges that we might have faced in the journey and something I and my team have been discussing is the proofing, proving of concept in the sense that human behavior, you can really predict, you think you're helping, but then in the actual sense, you're probably creating another problem that needs to be solved. So I think that's um, where um, I and my team we're trying to wrap our heads around to say okay um we've seen the market we've done a lot of survey we've seen even here in sussex um there are facebook platforms where they use that marketplace someone says i got a car for sale i got land for sale and then um he doesn't get a response maybe because he's not got presence to actually reach the actual people that need whatever he wants to sell so there's a big opportunity in it, but then the understanding of the human character and, um, the, and the demand and everything, um, behavior. so you understand what, what it means by behavioral marketing. If you apply, affect um, touch the demand, it might kind of affect the suppliers, then you also have big players in the market. So those are things we want to kind of understand. And once we're able to understand that, we're able to replicate that in Sub-Saharan Africa because that's literally like the ultimate goal—a um, replicate of whatever we do here in the UK in Africa.
0: Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. I—I um, I should imagine I wanted to ask you this because you've said that you're from Nigeria, mm-hmm. but there's other uh, team members that are from Africa as well. Where does the expertise in Sub-Saharan a- Africa come from? Because obviously you are in the UK right now, so you have that expertise. Mm-hmm. What are you relying on to get information from sub like, Saharan Africa on how to implement your business there? Okay.
1: So one of the things that I so much like about the team, and that's one of the success, I think the accelerator program had helped me building the team, is that we've got different key players from different places. So I mentioned earlier, one of the co-founders is South African, the other person, he's is Ghanaian. and then Nigeria. And I mentioned earlier that I uh, also had that experience working in agriculture from the Nigerian context. Um, The other person who is from South Africa, he's into finance, like he's worked with Deloitte. He's into finance, but then he's an active farmer in South Africa as well. So he understands the South African context. And then um, the other colleagues work in supply chain with farmers in in Ghana and his current dissertation if i remember is even uh, with Ethiopia yeah i think he was mentioned about the coffee industry in Ethiopia and then he he's literally seen some insights into what the farmers in Ethiopia also face when it comes to agriculture so it's more like home for all of us but then it's kind of understanding how con- the concepts works here and you probably have a lot of them. Yeah, you have Olio, Too Good To Go, and majority of all these brands. Um, I think last Friday, HelloFresh was in on campus trying to buy in more of the students. And I'm like, oh, it seems there's an opportunity in here if HelloFresh could come on campus to market. And the model from what they're doing is also around wasting um, because uh, you need to cook food. You don't need to buy all the ingredients you want. You can buy in minute quantity, you get your garlic to the minimum um, requirement for that particular dish. So, in the, the essence, it's all around food wastage and yeah,
0: yeah, that's that's very interesting. Um, You've talked about the past and the present of farm um, heroes. So, I guess the next logical question is to ask you about the future. What's in store for you? What's in store for the business moving forward?
1: So, um, one of the things in store for the business after if it's been established in the United Kingdom, is globalization moving to Africa. And um, so it's going to be like a win-win kind of thing. And then you talk around comparative a- advantage where... Um, so farmers, um, education is also there because sometimes some of these farmers, in a bid to get um, required produce, end up destroying the lands with... Um, fertilizers and um, chemicals and then so trainings on how to raise because there's a lot of arable land in the world. Africa has got the most the largest amount of arable land that can grow variety of crops. So um, farmers training education is priority in um, the goal for um, farm heroes. Um, training them on how to grow things organically as well because I, I'm sure you you know the organic agriculture where organic crops. Africa traditionally was an organically grown land. It's fertile. You don't need fertilizers. But then over time, fertilizers have kind of depleted the nutrients of the soil and all of that. So globalization, education, and standardization of the um, business in terms of you being on board gives you kind of like, uh sustainability, uh, it gives you kind of like a badge that you are standardized, you're following standard protocols.
0: Interesting. So, yeah. So your long term goals are to move the business from that UK to sub-Saharan Africa partnership to the rest of Africa?
1: Yes. And uh, then education, yeah. education of the users and then standardization like... Um, would I call it like some badge for you to be on board of that platform? It shows you've gone through, um, I won't call it certification in that sense, if you get what I mean. Like you've gone through series of checks and then you meet to standards. Um, it's not like you're giving people um, substandard crops. Mm. You're following the good agricultural practices. Yeah. yeah.
0: So your customers in this case um, would be, farmers and consumers from the same country, or would there be a cross-national exchange of of
1: food? Uh, So, um, yeah, cross-national would also be, is part of the idea in the long run. But um, um, I hope at that point in time, um, there will be some technology that would help with zero emission. I know at the moment, um, there's some drones that carry... um, the Crowy blood donations to people in wartime so i I think w- having a platform where people could also interact f- cross across the world is also a good thing yeah yeah so it's, mm.
0: so it's not only a platform for the marketplace it's also a platform to build that community and foster that education or that learning yeah. as well
1: it looks like a big. But then
0: <laughs> yeah, starts, it does yeah. but yeah i I understand, um, I guess I also want to know about how the entrepreneurship team has supported you in developing your idea and you know moving through the different business stages uh,
1: so um you, I gave my background coming, and then studying entrepreneurship and innovation, I'm like, oh, okay, so what's next for me in studying this? Um so you know it, it could all be theory going to class and not actually um bringing um, the ideas to fruition. I'm very innovative when it comes to idea um i I have lots of crazy ideas, but then I think one of the things and I'm so grateful to you know, to University of Sussex for having this team and the program it's helped me along my journey, so I've been with the team from um from Startup Sussex to Pitch for the Planet down to um, Kickstart and then now I'm at the Accelerator program and there's been a lot to learn, there's been a lot to on networking as well and um, there's been a lot on seeing people who share the same um, goals with you, people who want to see change, um, also the opportunity to meet people who don't think about themselves alone, but then think about other social transformation agents like Sarah and um, a few other people like um, Darren as well, Um, Josh, Luke, and um, Jessica, and uh, my accountability partner, Catherine. She even invited me to a meetup event, and um, it was lovely. So um, having that network of people believe in you it's you know usually uh the people who believe most the person I mean I say people the only person that believes in you usually is your mom yeah sometimes yeah (laughs) (laughs) but then having that community of people who can believe in you has been so uh, uh, helpful and then help you grow that dream not you know sometimes when people don't believe in you it quenches your dream no matter how big drowns it but then this journey has helped me just get at it. It's a big, airy, audacious goal, but then just getting at it one step at a time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I see. Wow. Yeah, it sounds like you've like they've provided you Mm -hmm. lots of support and that you're also making the most out of Mm -hmm. the opportunities that you've been given, which is great. Apart from the support, I was wondering if there's anyone in the audience that is listening in today and wanted to extend their support to you. What type of help would you be looking for at the minute?
1: Okay, so the type of help that I would need, um, first of all, is um, access to the market. Yeah, kind of like foreigner. Yeah, so literally, and then their networks, their community, everyone knows. So it's Someone knows someone that knows someone that knows someone. And then, yeah, I understand how everyone's listening and hearing what the dream looks like. So getting to have that network in that community of people is number one. And then um, another thing that we as a team would probably also need, which is always very important for businesses, is funding. And I think priority, apart from market um, access, it's usually... Platforms, building platforms is so expensive, here yeah, in the UK especially. So maybe um, it could be some partnership with some tech company that could kind of like offer that service and build the platform, Helps with that iteration. And it, it could be a collaboration with that tech company. And um, market research and then um, people were also very keen to because I know a lot of people are doing lots of work also in Africa and they, they are based there in the UK. People who are really social entrepreneurs, social entrepreneurs that want to see the development because Africa is so rich and so blessed. But then people who, who has have visited or haven't even visited, but then have that desire to see that um, transformation of that um, society. Uh, those are, So those are the kind of help that um, the team would want at the moment.
0: Amazing. Mm. And how would anyone be able to reach the team?
1: Uh, Yeah, so you remind me that we need to have the online present. um, But at the moment, um, I think I can give my LinkedIn. um, Sure. And then my um, one of... um, Okay, so we're four on the team. I could give um, three people's name. I'm Ajiboye Damlola Joseph. Um, Once you type Sussex um, next to it... You see, it's a product optimization. So at some point, I worked as a product uh, manager. Then um, that's Damilola, D-A-M-I-L-O-L-A, A-J-I-B-O-Y-E. That's my son. A-J-I-B-O-Y-E is my son name. And Joseph, that's my middle name. Um, Then my other colleague, Offensi Mutang. Um, Offensi is spelled O-F-E-N-T-S-M-O-U-T-A-N-G. And then the third person is Kelvin Waddy. Kelvin and Waddy. Waddy, that's word with your eye. So um, that's our LinkedIn for noun. Yeah. Um, Farm Euro definitely have um, more online presence. But yeah. at the moment, um, we kind of la- have the mock up um, websites, um, which we use Durable to create at the moment. That's why we have like some um, minimum viable product that um, conceptualizes the idea.
0: Yeah, we'll make sure to include all of this information and the links to all the LinkedIn profiles as well in the show notes. So if anyone wants to have quick access to those links, please do check out the show notes under this episode. I think that those were all of my questions, Amilola. Thank you so much for coming today to the podcast. Uh,
1: Thank you for hosting this.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for sharing your story and your business with everyone in the audience I can only wish you the best of luck moving forward.
1: Thank you.
0: Thank you. This series was hosted and produced by Berta Santos, and it was a collaboration between the entrepreneurship team at the University of Sussex and 76 Podcasting, the student-led podcasting network, also at the University of Sussex. The jingle in this series is a snippet of the song If You Lived Here You'd Be Radioactive By Now by Aldo's Ignite.